Welcome back to the Grim and Glamorous podcast, a podcast about pop culture and the paranormal. I am one of your hosts, Al BG. So a happy Halloween to all of you, and it is October 31st, Halloween evening, and we did an episode not too long ago about uh, Halloween horror films and horror classics. Um, We talked specifically about one of my favorite movies, uh, Midsommar, um, from 2019. Uh, It was a movie that um, really had a lot of horror elements and um, and really interesting and engaging and controversial, and so that was really fun to talk about. And so I was thinking about what would be the next, you know, scary horror movie to talk about uh, for our Halloween episodes. And um, I happened across a film, um, not a um, not a drama or a horror film per se, but a, a documentary. Um, so the movie is called The Unbinding, and it centers around Greg and Dana Newkirk um, from the Traveling Museum of the Paranormal and Occult. And I had heard about this museum and this couple, um, they've been working in like paranormal investigations and in media for a while. Um, I didn't know too much about them, but, um, I saw this documentary and, um, it looked interesting. And so I wanted to, um, to watch it. And it was really fascinating because, at first, I wasn't sure if it was just a, uh, a fictionalized account or, um, you know, one of those found footage kind of a films or movies. And um, I was pleasantly surprised. It was really entertaining and really engaging. Um, but what drew my interest specifically was because this documentary centered not just about what they do in general for this museum, uh, but about a specific incident and artifact that was sent to them based on a trending reddit thread back in 2016 and i remember this reddit thread specifically because uh, i was in grad school at the time and i was uh, taking some courses and between classes i was sitting there talking to one of my friends and and i saw this uh, this Reddit post about, uh, you know, paranormal and, 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 uh, I forget which Reddit section it was, but I think it was paranormal or occult. And, um, and I saw that somebody posted that they had found this artifact, um, like a little statue that looked really bizarre. Um, so it was the figure, uh, of like a person and it had, um, nails, uh, a bunch of nails, uh, poked through the eyes of the figurine, sort of like a human-shaped figurine, uh, with nails in the eyes, uh, with rope sort of tied around it. Um, It looked like it had been uh, hand-carved. And um, so one of the friends was a uh, self-proclaimed atheist and didn't really believe in anything spooky or paranormal in that regard, but the other friend uh, was very much into, um, you know, paranormal stuff, and so told his friend um, not to take the figurine, that you should just leave it there, 
um, don't disturb it. Um, but the friend picked it up and took it home. And um, shortly after that, um, the friend that took it home, who was a, um, you know, an atheist and non-believer um, and anything, um, started to experience really troubling um, things at home. And um, the description in the documentary says that the person um, had a dog and their, their dog was really agitated and acting strangely, uh, barking, um, be, uh, would, would, didn't want to go near the statue that was in the room, um, started peeing in the house when the dog was, was trained and, and normally didn't do that. Um, so the dog was really scared and, um, the, um, and the individual was having really scary dreams, felt like some, something was watching him, um, kept hearing loud banging um, around his house. Um, and then one night, um, somebody was banging on his door at 3 a.m. And he goes to look and there's nobody there. Um, and then a few other strange things started to um, started to escalate from there. So there was um, the smell of like pond water, like um, stagnant water that was inside of his house. Um, muddy footprints um, were were present as well, and um, so all of these things that were disturbances and just building and getting worse, it came to the point where um, this person reached out to his friend and said, "Hey, this has been what's going on. I can't sleep. Um, it's really disturbing," and he came to his house and, and said, I'm going to just stay here for a little bit. At first, this Reddit thread, when it went viral, because they posted what they had found, and um, they did this following following up with the events that, that happened afterwards, and they didn't really know what to do. So they asked Reddit, like, what should we do? How do we handle this? What's what's this thing that's going on? Is it a ghost? Is it, you know, demonic? Is it um, an angry spirit? You know, they really didn't know. Um, and they took photos of the item and they showed it on, on Reddit. And that's sort of what got got it trending was um, just this story about finding something in the woods. And um, it seemed at first like a lot of people didn't really believe that this was actually something that was real. Um, a lot of people had speculated that um, this might be um, like a creepypasta or um, a creepypasta or an ARG, but um, sort of like a role-playing scenario where, um, you know, it's not, it's not a real story, but they're trying to make it seem like it's real. Um, but um, I guess they had reached out to, the, to Redditors and they were saying, you know, what should we do? Um, and a lot of people were saying, well, you shouldn't have taken it in the first place. That's like rule one of, of uh, in every horror movie, it's like, you know, don't disturb the, um, the scary item. Um, and I, I think that's sort of what lent it to people saying that maybe this is, um, you know, the setup for a film, even like a, a good horror movie or something. Um, but they were legitimately asking for advice 
And um, uh, so a lot of people were responding and saying, take it back to where you found it. Um, don't burn it because that might make things worse and then you can't get rid of it. Whatever it is, a ghost, a spirit, um, whatever they were speculating was responsible for this. Um, and then a lot of questions also were raised about the origins of this. Like, was this, um, you know, like, uh, like a magical spell? Was this witchcraft? Was this, um, like a cultural artifact, like maybe, um, sort of like a voodoo item? Um, so nobody really had any good answers, just more speculation about why somebody would do this the purpose and the symbolism of the item and um and this is sort of where the documentary and the um and dana and greg come in um where the newkirks come in so um they somebody forwarded this this thread to them and um They forwarded this thread and it got their attention. They say, hey, you guys know a lot about this stuff because um, part of their museum, their um, their museum of artifacts and objects is they'll collect and store different things as part of this traveling museum. Um, it reminds me a lot of um, Ed and Lorraine Warren's uh, occult museum and paranormal museum um, with like the Annabelle doll. Um, so in a similar vein, um, also kind of similar to um, like Zach Baggins, um, but they they take this museum on the road and in the documentary, um, they go to sort of like an occult and paranormal expo in Michigan and um, we'll get to that in a bit. But um, so somebody gets their attention about this Reddit thread and they reply sort of saying, you know, if you can take back the item and we're giving them advice. And um, so the friend that had the item, um, and the item would move, so that was part of the other thing that was going on, is that um, as these events were unfolding, um, the artifact, the statue, um, would be in one place, like on a shelf, and then he'd hear loud noises or see footsteps or something really scary would happen, and then... Um, the artifact, the statue would be in a different place. It would be on the mantle or under the table and you know nobody's there. It seems to be moving on its own. Um, so that's what really uh, you know freaked him out and, and sort of made it even scarier. Um, and so um, after some back and forth and some talking between um, the Newkirks and the individual from the Catskills, um, they agree to to receive the item. So they send it to the Newkirks. And part of it is because um, part of the reason is they he didn't want to go back to the location. So I guess the two friends were really worried about possibly running into the person that put it there in the first place and somehow making it worse. Um they were just really frightened of the location itself and it didn't seem right to them for them to take it back. So the new Kirks sort of take on this item and that's where things really get interesting because they 
experience things as well um, on an escalating level. Um, and it seems to sort of validate what um, the two friends had been experiencing. So um, what they encountered was a lot of similar phenomenon. So you had, um, you know, the wet footsteps, you had the banging and the noises and um, a lot of eerie feelings. And, um, and then because of that, and because it was getting worse, and um, the, with the item moving as well, um, it seemed to validate to them that this was a really powerful artifact. Um, and they sort of get to work to investigating and trying to figure out and answer some of those questions. You know, what is this item? Why would it be put there? What are some of the reasons? Um, were there any cultural or uh, symbolic um, things that they could identify? And so um, they run some tests. Um, they do what's called... Um, forget the name it's sort of a like a paranormal communication method um of oh, the estes it's called the estes method where um they take a um like a voice box recorder um which scrambles signals from radio stations and a lot of uh, paranormal investigators will use this to sort of ask questions and then uh, whoever's there listening to this voice box, um, it'll sort of, you know, kick back words, uh, words that are scrambled and random from different radio frequencies. With the Estes method, however, um, it sort of expands upon this. So you have somebody that's blindfolded with headphones that can't hear or see what's going on in the room, but the people that are with them can ask questions and the person listening can sort of intuit or say what they're getting from the um, from the voice box. So um, in in the documentary, we see that the uh, the Newkirks um, they really like this method. It seems to be more accurate and a little bit more um, nuanced than just using the regular voice box because you can be influenced by the people in the room what they're talking about, what they're seeing, what they're saying. Um, so this sort of eliminates outside influence as much as you can. So the idea is that if you're going to get any uh, any hits or, or, um, or responses, um, you can actually, you know, have it be more accurate and um, a little bit more intuitive and uh, it makes the messages that they're receiving while communicating with um, the spirit or the entity or the artifact um, to see if it's more authentic or not. So really fascinating to watch them take these steps. Um, I had never seen this particular method before. I'm sure other um, paranormal investigators and ghost hunters probably use things like this. Um, but really fascinating to see them um, up close and um you know get some footage of them using it um so we have them sort of digging into you know what's going on here and um after consulting with 
some of their their team members um they sort of pinpointed that this item seemed to be sort of um slavic or possibly russian or ukrainian uh some kind of folk figurine um what they ultimately decide to call the artifact and the item uh they call it the crone the crone of the catskills um and they call it this because it sort of matches um some of the dreams and um, images that they're getting, um, the nature of the object, um, and the fact that they found it in the in the Catskills. Um, so it seemed um, it seemed to kind of fit um, based on what they the information that they got from an expert that they consulted with on uh, Eastern European. Um, sort of mythology and culture. Um, what's interesting is that they didn't have an exact um, an exact mythology. Um, one of the really interesting things that they that they found was that a lot of things weren't written down. Um, there isn't really sort of like a pantheon or cosmology um, that's that you can sort of pin down. Um, but they they sort of decided that it's it's probably sort of a Slavic deity, um, a goddess figurine. Um, they found sort of a shop based in Russia or Ukraine um, that does these carvings, and so um, that's sort of what they what they decided. Like, okay, it's probably this this deity, this goddess from this region. Um, but they keep calling it the Crone of the Catskills, um, sort of a catchy name, a fitting name for the item. Um, and um, as they're running tests and as they bring this item into their house that gets sent from, from the two friends, um, right away they get sort of um, feedback. Um, there's, a, um, there's a crucifix that's found that's broken um, in their house, um, that was, uh, a really sturdy, uh, crucifix, and they found, um, just one arm of the, the Christ figure, um, still attached to the, to the cross, and the rest of the figurine is on the ground, um, as if somebody had, like, torn it, tore it off the wall with great force. Um, so right away, they, they just sort of get this sense that this is a powerful item, uh, whoever was behind it had a lot of um, maybe harmful energy, negative energy. Um, it seemed to be really powerful based on the fact that um, on what the two friends were experiencing and what they were experiencing what they once they brought it in and started to run their tests and um, started to examine it. Um, so they, they did a few other things. Um, they measured sort of like the electromagnetic frequency which was off the charts they did a few 3d scans and modeling of the item um, and had sort of some interesting feedback from that as well that was kind of bizarre um, they did video recordings um, so they used some technology from what they use for uh, Bid bigfoot honey um, when they go looking for Sasquatch or Bigfoot. Um, so they're like, well, we have these cameras. Let's set them up inside the house and um, 
and see what kind of feedback we get uh, because they were experiencing the item moving on its own as well. Um, and so they found some interesting footage um, as they left it overnight. Over the course of several days, they found um, some glowing orbs, um, which they said they don't put too much stock into. Um, but, um, and they show the footage, they show the pictures, um, and the video, and you do see some, some orbs. Um, but what was really fascinating was, um, the item did seem to move slightly on its own, um, in the video footage that they, that they took. There was some footage where you see it sort of like moving back and forth, um, in a strange way. Um, which was really um, concerning for them because they had experienced um, the item being in different places from where they put it. Um, and then they have a few other experiences um, similar to what the two friends from the Catskills had experienced. Um, they... Um, they also saw like wet footprints and um the smell of like pond water um they um they they and they so they took the item um the 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 really um sort of dramatic part of the documentary is when they take the item to uh this expo in Detroit in in Michigan uh, for the paranormal. So part of this traveling museum that they do, um, they take it to this expo and they had been talking about it. They had been doing, you know, live videos and discussions about what the item was, uh, cause there was so much attention surrounding, um, the viral Reddit post. So the fact that they took this item on based on this Reddit thread sort of gave more credence to the story so we sort of get the sense that this is no longer uh, just something that was posted on reddit for fun to go viral um, that there was actually some substance and merit to the phenomenon that was occurring uh, with the crone statue and um, so they take it to this expo in michigan and because of the hype surrounding it, um, somebody asked to see the item. And so they had it wrapped up and um, so they unveil it, they unbox it, and they show it to somebody that's really curious. And um, immediately within seconds, a lot of things um, start happening. Uh, the chandeliers start swaying. Um, the, uh, the person that asked to see it said that they were just sort of hit with this wave of like of negative feelings and thoughts and then um somebody across the room started to have a seizure and started spontaneously bleeding uh from their mouth and uh having a really violent seizure um another lady's soda soda bottle exploded at that moment as well and um the person that asked to see it within several seconds after all of this was unfolding, you know, said, Oh, I'm sorry. I asked, I shouldn't have asked. This was a big mistake. Um, and, and they're just sitting there, um, 
Greg and Dana are just like couldn't believe that this was this was happening. So um, after they do the research and try to figure out what it is, um, you know, what's responsible for this. Again, they sort of identify um, a specific uh, Slavic deity uh, goddess um, from the certain mythology. Um, and it's a, um, a water deity. So, um, and a lot of the, the symbols of this particular, um, this particular mythology, a lot of symbolism surrounds like water or pails of water. And so, um, it, it, it seemed to fit what, what they thought it was, um, again, talking to their team and talking to some experts. Um, and so they, they come up with a, uh, with a plan to sort of communicate with it, um, to take it back to the Catskills, and then do um, what they call uh, was an unbinding. Um, so the Newkirks and Dana in particular uh, teaches classes on sort of the paranormal and magic and ritual. And um, I think it's through her Patreon where you can take some classes and get some information about um um you know sort of protection and candles and things like that so um as a team they come up with a plan to take it back to the catskills to sort of release it um and um, after running their tests and doing some photography 3d scanning and modeling uh, they make a model copy of the item Um, this seemed to trigger some more paranormal activity um, but then finally they decide on a day, they, they go on the day of, they go hiking to the Catskills like the, the evening before, um, they're there in the woods for that night. Um, they do the unbinding, uh, and then they leave the item back where they found it. Um, so overall, um, I think really an interesting documentary. I wasn't quite sure what to make of it. At first, when I was sort of reading the description, um, again, I didn't know much about the Newkirks. Um, they seem like a really fascinating, um, fascinating team and couple, um, and they have their own team assembled. That they give some background to how they met and how these teams sort of came about. Um, they used to be sort of rival paranormal teams, and then they, um, the group that they have, sort of came together after. Um, they found each other working on similar projects, and so um, really fascinating to get some background on that, um, especially as you know things like paranormal activity, um, ghost hunting, um, cryptids, uh, UFOs, um, the sort of resurgent interest in magic and astrology and the occult. Um, I think it's really been pervasive in popular culture, especially over the past five or six years, if you even want to say 10 years or maybe a little bit longer than that. Um, so we've had a lot of like a ghost hunting shows. We've had, um, interest in the Warrens, um, Ed and Lorraine Warren through movies like Annabelle and The Nun and, um, The Conjuring, um, and then you have like Zach Baggins uh, and his museum and his ghost adventures. Um, so it's sort of been in our culture for a long time. And I think um, 
what the Newkirks do, what Greg and Dana do, uh, what the Traveling Museum, I think, fits right in with um, with that paradigm. But I think um, it's clear that their knowledge and background is a step above, perhaps, um, with Dana as a practitioner um, in the documentary, we see that uh, Greg, when he first knew Dana, um, sort of the he grew up in a religious background, and sort of the attraction that they had for each other was, um, you know, she was sort of a, a self-proclaimed uh, self-proclaimed witch, and there was sort of like this aura and mystery surrounding it, and also. Um, you know, some people sort of get frightened by that designation. And so um, having that background, I think, um, it shows that they know a lot and they've researched a lot. And this museum that they have, uh, Traveling Museum, I think um, probably exposes them to a lot of different items and uh, in this case, a really powerful artifact and item. So um, really fascinating documentary. I'm glad I watched it and I'd recommend it for anybody who's curious or interested in paranormal things. If you're looking for something different beyond just a uh, you know fictional horror movie or based on a true story and it's sort of like a, you have actors playing roles. It was really interesting to watch this where you have behind the scenes and um, the documentaries shot really well. Um, a lot of the camera work is really good. It feels cinematic. It feels like you're watching a movie, um, but it also kind of feels like you're watching an episode, you know, on Discovery Channel or something like that. So, um, I think a lot of the scenes also might be dramatized. So when there's not footage, um, they sort of intersperse clips of, you know, what reportedly happened. And, um, but they do show actual footage and they show photos behind the scenes. You see them interacting with the item. You see them going to the Catskills. Um, you know, you you kind of get a sense of what their day to day is like. But um, again, it's it's shot really well. It's filmed. It feels like you're watching a movie. Um, but the cinematography, the background, the whole story behind uh, behind this paranormal team is really well done. And um, yeah, finally, a note about the item itself. I think there's a lot of really interesting thoughts and opinions about it um a lot of things that were common sense like um you know if you find something in the woods just just leave it there don't touch it um it, it feels like this could have been like a a horror movie that you watch in theaters and that somebody wrote and made up and it, re and it turns out to be really scary um i think that's what makes this more compelling and even scarier was that this is actually something that happened and was found. Um, 
and the fact that it was started on this Reddit thread, you know, these people went into the woods and found this item, took pictures of it and took it home and then uploaded it to Reddit. And then things start to happen. And then we hear more about about this item. So um, the way that this whole thing unfolded back in 2016 um, to where it ended up and, um, you know, the title of the documentary is The Unbinding. Um, you have this group, this research group, sort of doing this um, unbinding of uh, the deity or the spirit that's inside this artifact, this item, uh, the crone of the Catskills. Um, so really, um, a really compelling documentary. And if you're able to watch it again, um, I do recommend it. Um, especially this time of year when you're watching and listening to scary movies and podcasts and horror films. And uh, I think this fits right in if you're looking for something different um, to sort of set that that ho- um, Halloween, uh, Halloween spirit. So, um, yeah, thanks so much for listening. Um, this was really fun, again, to sort of look at... Um, you know, scary content, scary movies, scary documentaries. Um, I'm a big fan of horror films. I've been a, a fan of horror films uh, for most of my life. Um, I think especially during this time of year, um, just telling stories and hearing people and their accounts and comparing things and trying to find, um, you know, true stories in particular. I think that's what makes um, that's what makes it even uh, even more compelling. And so coming across something like this was really um, was really a treat and so um, again would recommend if you haven't seen it and you get a chance uh, the unbinding uh, which follows the story of uh, Greg and Dana Newkirk as they take on a haunted artifact called the crone of the Catskills um, where two hikers find this item in the woods and paranormal activity ensues Uh, So thanks so much for listening, and uh, we hope you have a safe and fun Halloween this evening, um, October 31st, um, as we lead into the holiday season, uh, into November and December, we have Thanksgiving and Christmas coming up, and uh, and New Year's after that, and so I know for a lot of people, um, you know, the holidays are uh, one of the most special and fun times of the year, and so we hope that you have a safe and fun holiday season uh, with you and yours. Um, and we wish the best for um, for you and your family and your loved ones. And, um, you know, thank you so much for listening. We enjoy bringing this sort of content to you. And um, the Grim and Glamorous podcast was, uh, was founded on Halloween uh, back in 2018. So um, this is year five. And so... Um, It's been a really great experience um, covering things that we enjoy and love, and we hope that you enjoy and love uh, the spooky content as well. So thanks so much for listening. Uh, We'll see you next time, and have a safe and fun, happy Halloween. Bye.